project, <clears throat> I think, all the way up to from the third, maybe third grade or fourth grade, um, they actually build prisons based on that. Their projections from people uh, up at that point, because at that point, what they're saying is that stuff is ingrained in you, and nine times out of ten, is not going. You're not going to change because the system does not have a program that you're going to go through that's going to change that. Now, that's what we do here on this call, and we do the best we can because <laughs> we suggest a lot of things from books to all kind of stuff to help change that. But, you know, what they're saying is nobody's talking about this stuff that y'all talk about, Tony. So those people are going to stay the same. And even when you talk to them about it, they don't even realize that they have been programmed at an early age. They don't even realize this stuff is in them because they've gone on in life and got a master's degree or Ph.D. or they, you know, got a great job or they're in the military and, and they just think everything is great. Mm-mm. If they can base building prisons on, you know, from age, from the womb to age eight or the third or fourth grade, they know that that stuff is instilled in you. They know that what you heard, that's why he said that, you know, if you grew up in a poor family, most of the time you're going to wind up staying that way, most of the time, unless you shake it up. And the percentages will show you that most people don't. They stay in that same kind of ballpark, whether it's middle class or poor, because of their mindset, because of the programming that was there, and because they never, ever addressed it. Because even when they went and got a great job, they still had the poor mentality. They still had the low self-esteem. They still, and so, you know, money came and go, came and gone because of that mindset, that thought process that's never being touched. And so when we talk about that here, that's what we're trying to say. Look, I mean, they already know that. So, I mean, just, just alone for them to say they can build prisons off of that, you know what else they can do from that thought process and whatever, how they can look at, you know, between the wound and age seven, eight, you know, nine or third or fourth grade. Man, and then you all fight this stuff when we say read these books and, you know, question some of your thoughts and all that. But, <laughs> hey, man, you know, we're doing the best we can with what we have here. <laughs> we're doing the best we can. We we might be putting a little small dent, just a, just a little dent out here, man. And hopefully somebody else can share it and share it. See, that's why on the podcast platform we can go everywhere, man. Everywhere. I got the uh, the information of that posted on the elite team that, you know, said that it touched, uh, you got listeners in eight different countries. And see, that comes from that, uh, from the podcast platform. See, now you could touch a few people, a few more people, especially if you start sharing it. But, you know, we're doing a liberty dent. We got a little, <laughs> one of them dents you can't see, but, you know, you know it's there. And you got, you know, you got a real nice car. You want to take care of that dent, but <laughs> you can't really see it, but you want to get it fixed. We, so we're doing a little, we're doing a little damage out here. Uh, we're helping a few people uh, with what we do. So we also have a replay number, 712-432-1085, 712-432-1085. Same PIN code, which is 783357-POUND. You can listen to the replay right after the call, and it stays up. Uh, like today is Friday, we got a book club in the morning, so it's gonna stay up until the book club tomorrow morning at eight o'clock, and then uh, the book club will stay up to Monday morning, and then when we do the mindset call on Monday morning, it'll stay up to Wednesday morning, then Wednesday morning stay up to Friday morning, so you can go back and listen to the replay at any time. Um, <clears throat> and like I said, it's gonna be on the podcast; it'll be loaded on there, so you can go listen to it and share it. And when you share the podcast, you can just tell them what particular call to listen to and. Uh, and you're good to go, man. 
you're good to go. All right, so uh, let's get started this morning. I'm going to pick back up on the on the article that we were going through for the last three calls, and we got two more points I want to go over to emphasize. Uh, the article is called, and like I said, I'm going to post it on the I'm going to post it on plug-in today, on, in the plug-in section. Um, article is called, is it, it was in Forbes. I was, you know, kind of, I like to go through Forbes' website a lot. And uh, it was in a blog inside of Forbes, and it talks about 10 things you need to know <clears throat> to win in business and life. You know, some of y'all going to go get it right now. Let me go. I can go get it right now. But go get it right now, then, if y'all, some of y'all want to do that. And post it in the plug-in section, then. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> that would be one less thing for me to do. <laughs> All right, so um, number eight. No, we did that. We did that. We hammered that one home. <laughs> I want to do that one again. Not everyone should be an entrepreneur. I did. I said that, you know, so let me move on from that. Number nine. The pain of regret seems far greater than the pain of effort. Cowards die a thousand times before death. The valiant never taste of death but once. Cowards die a thousand times before death. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, you hide out in the house or you, you know, you you die a thousand times because you're tiptoeing through the tulips. You're tiptoeing all the way to the grave. You're afraid of this, so you don't try that. You're afraid of this, and you don't try that. And you, you, th- you die a thousand times, and then you finally die. But the valiant, they go for it. Every day they're going for it. Every day they're going for the, they're in the struggle, they're in the fight. They're trying to, they're doing their best to win. Um, he talks about here in the, art, in the uh, blog that in SEAL training, which is Navy SEAL, uh, and in business and marriage and parenting, or when faced with life's many obstacles, quitting is easy. That's the easy thing to do when it comes to, you know, those those you know Navy SEAL training a business, or you can quit business, you can quit marriages, quit parenting, you know, you can when faced with life's obstacles, you know, you can just quit. Now, the second habit Stephen Covey co- co- uh, covers in his groundbreaking book, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, <laughs> one of my favorite books that I gotta. Go back and reread and reread. I actually got it in my car too. It's right there in the side panel of the door, and I just been looking at it. <laughs> you know, I read it a couple of times, but I need to get it and reread it again because, you know, man, it's the, the programming that it takes to get to lock stuff in us. It takes well, it takes a lot to program us and to deprogram and reprogram. Just because I read the book and read it a couple of times that mean it's really in me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what people say. Well, I mean, I got it highlighted, I read it, but that doesn't mean it's really in me. You know, if you hear you, if you hear Mr. Bob Proctor talk about how he's been reading Think and Grow Rich for 40 years, you know, you look at the school system, how they lock us in the classroom for 12 years and then another four years for college, and then we hear the same stuff six, seven, eight hours a day over and over and over. So me reading a book a couple of times, you think I don't have it like that, you know. So that's why I said I need to go back and you know and do it. And see, here's the challenge with repro or deprogramming and reprogramming. The challenge with you have to be a self starter to do it. And see, we're trying to create self starters by doing it, but you almost have to be a self starter to do it. <laughs> see, 
Now, we could create self-starters if we had you all locked in the room, and then we would, you know, you know, force you to do the stuff, kind of like how the school system did. We didn't, we didn't look at it as being forced because we knew we had to go to school. You know, if you was in my house, and I'm sure y'all heard the same thing, and some of y'all, you ain't laying around here, you're going to school. You know what I'm saying? So, and we just knew everybody else was going to be there, so we, the programming that we were to get, we just accepted it. We didn't, it wasn't like, you know, we made the fun of it. We had a good time, I guess, being programmed. Now, to deprogram and reprogram, it takes you to be a self-starter. You have to be that person that that's going to grind it out and do it. Like, you know, like I said, I, I should be, you know, every time I, you know, stop at the grocery store or something in the car, I should pull the book out, read, you know, five pages or something, put it back in before I leave the store or something when I'm in the parking lot. See, that's, a, that's how I have to keep feeding my mind. Now, a self-starter or somebody who's tough, that's, you know, they'll do that. They'll be consistent with it. With me, I'm still fighting with that because, you know, I just am. And so how am I going to keep, you know, deprogramming and reprogramming unless I'm consistent with whatever, I'm, and i got to have a thought process to do that. That's the, that's the thing that we talk about a lot. So, uh, but he says here in the seven habits, uh, begin with the end in mind. Simply put, start managing your list of regrets now. So that when the end comes, you can constantly say, I'm ready. You know how you know how you listen to some people like, I know Gary Vee always talks about, you know, go to to the, uh, to the, uh, <laughs> what's it called? <laughs> you know what we call it. You know, most folks call it the old folks home. Go to the, uh, what is that called? Uh, somebody tell me the name of that. <laughs> you know, um. Go to that home and talk to some of the the elderly there, the the ones that's you know you know eighty years old, ninety years old, are sitting there, and see did they manage their list list of regrets. So, assisted living homes, okay, thank you. The assisted living homes, <laughs> nursing homes, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, y'all call that the old folk home, y'all. <laughs> Just like growing up, we used to we used to live. You know, I was always say, "Well, you look, we live on the dead end." <laughs> People don't say dead end no more. What do they say? Uh, what is it? Uh, well, I've been going blank lately, man. I don't know what it is. I, I, maybe I hadn't <laughs> been eating right or something. I've been going blank. Um, <laughs> the cul-de-sac, yeah. <laughs> So it's the cul-de-sac, but at one point it was dead end. <laughs> yeah, dead end. So, but go to assistant living home and talk to them and see if they manage. See, a lot of times they hadn't done that. And what, he, what, what this article is saying, man, you got to start managing your regrets, meaning that things that you know at the end of your time, when it's time for you to, to exit this place, which we all have an expiration date, and we don't know when it's coming, you need to start saying, now, am I going to be, you know, upset with myself at the end when I don't, when I can't do this anymore? And I need to do it now when I can't do this anymore. But I won't do it now because I'm so afraid of people laughing at me. I'm so afraid of rejection. I'm so afraid of. The, but 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 when when I'm in assisted living home and I'm I'm and I know I can't do it. Will I will I have that regret? You know what I have. So let's start managing it now. Meaning that the things that we can do do because. You rather you rather I rather deal with the 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 laughter or whatever that, that we don't want to deal with now than to sit 
and deal with the regret that you know you can't do anything anymore. You can't try that anymore. You can't do that business anymore. You can't, you know, call that person anymore. You can't do any of those things. And those regrets will pound on you. You'd be thinking about all the time. I heard him say that so many times, and I didn't do it. Okay? You better start managing those regrets now so that when it, when it comes, because everybody has an expiration date, and you can say, okay, I did everything I thought I could do. I, I tried everything. I You know, I went for it, and, you know, Hey, let the chips fall with me. That's where it is. I, I did it. What Art Williams say, all you can do is all you can do. And all you can do is enough. But you got to do all you can do. That's the key to it. You have to do all you can do. At least, you know, if you don't want at the end of your time to be, you know, dealing with all the regrets that come along in life. All right, number 10. The key to successfully leading others is to first lead yourself. Now, that's another thing that we talk about here is, you know, to get you to the to the mindset that you start leading yourself and you start doing things that you don't have to you don't have to expect somebody else to do for you. He says there's no success in leadership, but in life I mean, there is no success in leadership, be it in life or business, without first learning to lead ourselves. We have to be that first example. He says, what do you mean by this? Self-awareness. Woo. I think that's the biggest challenge with most people, uh, is that with most of us, is our self-awareness or lack of self-awareness. It's amazing how you can have conversations, and I'm sure I'm in the same category. Uh, you know, it's, it's just when I talk to some people, I'm like, Really? Really? That's where you are? You think that's where you are? You know how some people start in a home-based business and then they realize, I mean, or the, you start asking them questions and they start answering questions and you thinking, I'm thinking, really? No, you're not there yet. You're not even close. But their self-awareness or lack of self-awareness says they are. You know, I always give the example of, let's say the goal to your success is Atlanta, and some people are in Greenville, South Carolina, which is hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes away from Atlanta. Depends on the traffic. And then so you take them an hour and 45 minutes to get to Atlanta, boom, you reached your goal. You got your success. Some people are in, you know, D.C., which is like 10 hours away on a drive. Some people in New York, which could be 12. Depends on how you're driving. Some people Boston, Boston. Could be, I don't know. I drove to Boston a couple of times back in the day. Man, uh, might have been 13 hours. I don't know. It was so crazy, man. I remember the first time I drove, that had to be in the 90s. And uh, had my new Maxima. I was driving, man, I was loving those Maximas. It was crazy, man. I think I was like two hours away, or I was right outside of New York. Heading to Boston, maybe 30, 40 minutes outside of New York, and I stopped to get gas and walked to this gas station. <laughs> and the dude that was working behind the counter at the gas station was from Birmingham, <laughs> where I grew up. I'm looking at him, he's looking at me, I'm like, no, man. Like, <laughs> like, I wouldn't expect me to stop at this spot here and see you here. He said, yeah, I wouldn't expect that either, <laughs> which was crazy, but. 
you know, so, but here's the thing. If you're, if the goal is to get to Atlanta and that's where you're going to have success and that's that, you know, you're going to be at a certain position, you're going to make a certain amount of money. What I see with people when it comes to self-awareness, most people think they're in South Carolina. They think they're in Greenville, which is an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, yeah, I'm almost there. No, but the reality, you you in Boston. Matter of fact, you leave Boston, you head on up to Maine. You, you I think it's Maine. Went somewhere we went up there. Rhode Island, Rhode Island's right next to Boston. Remember, we went and made that trip. Uh, but then I think it's Maine. But a lot of people, Maine. Hey, Maine. <laughs> hey, Maine. You in Maine, man? <laughs> a lot of people up there, but you think you're in Greenville. And so you operate that way. I'm like, really? And I think what happens is, you know, the world says that we're a success because we got our college degree or our master's degree or PhD or we did well in the Army we did, or we got this fantastic job, and we just think that we, you know, we're there. But we're not. Shoot, most folks are in uh, Hawaii. <laughs> They got a long way to go. You got to you got to catch a flight, and then get to the mainland, uh, get to the United States, and then get a, get in the car, and start driving. Man, you can't even shortcut it like that. But that's how we that's how we look at ourselves, and it's amazing when you you know self awareness is so man. I mean, I swear. Just tell me what to say, and I'm gonna say it. No, it's it's a little bit more than that. You got to have the belief. You got to have a posture. You got to have a confidence. You got to have things that that go along with that because the rejection's coming. You know, you got to have all those things, <clears throat> all of them, and you got to you got to deal with it. But you know, that's the challenge, man. You got to lead yourself first. So he says, discipline in thoughts and deeds is what personal accountability comes up with because he talks self-awareness and personal accountability and have an authentic desire to be a lifelong learner man a lifelong learner this is how you start leading yourself you have to be a lifelong learner that's another thing that people don't do you don't you leave college you leave the army you leave the, you know you had a great job you don't no more learning none of that stuff and so we just assume that we can do certain things just based on what we did through the school system or whatever we were taught within the world that, you know, into the box that we're in. And it's just not true. That's, that's the biggest challenge. It's just not true. We've been, you know, we've been trained to be a great employee maybe. Yeah. But when you get outside of that and you start doing stuff you know, your own, like something where you have to be a self-starter and you have to do these things and, you know, you have to make yourself make, you know, phone calls every day for your business. You have to make yourself, you know, send out samples when you need to send out samples to go to the, whatever you have to do, go to the post office. You have to make yourself do certain things every single day and then you find yourself not doing that. And consistency is the key. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know, Personal accountability, discipline, all those things come along with you, you know, changing your mindset and your thoughts and becoming a leader. That's, all that stuff come along with it. You know, I could I could interrupt this call right now 
give you a list of things to do, which you already know what to do in your in your business, and then who's going to take the personal accountability to go do it? Who's going to, you know, make themselves, you know, uh, discipline themselves to, to go do those certain things? I'm going to tell you who's going to do it. The ones that are self-starters, the ones that's developing their mindset, the ones that's working on their mindset. And Now, you know, there's going to be a few of y'all that do it right away, but, you know, continue to do it, continually doing it is only going to be the people who have the discipline and the mindset and those things. That's why I'm always preaching that, always talking about it, always talking because that's what drives the bus. That's what gets you up in the morning to get you to do the certain things you need to do. <laughs> Still thinking about the lady uh, when I was doing that training that Saturday morning. She pulled, she said, ah, this don't help me. <laughs> Some people get mad. At, it was funny to me because I was thinking, I know what she really thinking. She's like, hey, I need to know. I need to know what to say to this person because <laughs> she didn't realize that that's not what she needs to know. It was funny. Well, you going to give me something that's going to help me. Do my thing. <laughs> I'm helping you now, lady, but you don't get it because I can give you that information right there, hang up, and then you'll call one person or you'll, you know, DM one person you, because and based on what they say to you, if they just say boo, if they say boo and scare you, and your mindset is not developed, you're not a self-starter, you're not a go-getter, you're not disciplined, you're done. You're cooked, over with. And that's what happens day in and day out. You say, well, I'm, I'm solid about my business, I'm doing... No, you're not. You're not solid about it. You're tiptoeing with it. See, you're not... You, you, you're not... You're not... You're not... If you were, like I said again, if you were in a house, let's say... Three of us was in the house, like I, like that that documentary I watched when these guys started their own business and they moved to Detroit and bought a house, and all three of them was in the house. When you walk in each room, they was grinding it out. See, if you actually look at what you do every day and you to do your business, how you operate, it, it ain't like that. Now, maybe if you was in a house together, you know, you'll feel so guilty while you're sitting on the sofa and the other two in the other room working and grinding that you might get up and go do something every single day because you see, you see these people doing it every Because I, I, I would be, if all three of us was in the house and we were in a business together and, and I was the only one that was going in my room grinding every day and I look out in the uh, great room or the living room and, and y'all two sitting in there, you know, playing video games or watching, it's going to be a problem. I'm going to have to pull my money out of this business deal we got. I'm going to have to pull my time and effort out of this business deal we got. See, that's the challenge that we have. It, it ain't a challenge to me because I already know what most people are doing. See, but a lot of y'all can't prove that, so you don't know. When people say, I'm at work, I'm working at home, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, nobody can really prove that. So <laughs> I can prove it because you can look at the numbers. Numbers add up. They don't, you know, they add up. One plus one equals two. So you can say all the stuff you say, but it adds up. So that's that's the challenge that we have is being that independent self-starter, that, that one that's going to be disciplined to do what they need to do, the one that has the self-awareness to understand that, the one that has the personal accountability, that has an authentic desire to be a lifelong learner. Man. So he says here, take some of these truths to heart and forge ahead. Embrace pain. Be willing to suffer purposely. You know, as we said, you know, deal with the suck. Be able to deal with the suck 
and win in business and life because the cost of regret is far too high. Man, the pain and the cost of regret when this thing slows down for you and you can't, because some of y'all are already saying it's slowing down now. Okay. Well, if you could deal with it in black. See, you know how most people deal with regret? You know how most people do regret in, on, on a daily basis? Sex, drugs, rock and roll, TV, um, social media, just, you know, lock down on that, just start, start I mean, all of it, uh, porn, uh, um, you know, that's how you deal with regret. You don't look at it. You look at something else. And then the next day when that regret is still there, you look back at all of that again. And the next day you look back at all that again. The next day, so you keep dodging the regret and you keep facing looking at something else to keep your mind off of it. Ice cream. <laughs> Y'all told me to stop talking about ice cream. Now I'm going to tell you something. See, this, this, this is a good example of what you speak into existence. Now, I've been dogging ice cream for the, for the last month, right? And I've been winding up picking up some ice cream. <laughs> Because I've been speaking. See, when you talk about something, you know, and you talk about it like every other day, so I, I got to even stop talking about cookies or anything else because I'm going to wind up grabbing some cookies. Because whatever you think about and talk about, that's what you're going to bring about. But I know y'all not sitting on the sofa eating tomatoes and lettuce, so <laughs> I'm just going to say sitting on the sofa doing what you do. You know, whatever y'all do, I'm going to stop speaking those other words. Because if not, I'm going to wind up going through the store grabbing some of it. Because <laughs> whatever you speak about and talk about, you bring about, especially the worst things. Because we already programmed for the worst things. We already programmed, you know, to grab the worst things. Now, the good stuff that we, you know, we have to keep speaking and keep talking and speak, keep speaking and keep talking. And get, but, the, the, you know, the bad stuff that we, we already already got a lot of that stuff built up in us. So as soon as we start saying it more and more and more, it just appears. Because we've said that stuff and it's already built up in us. That's why, you know, a lot of when people say they don't do affirmations, yeah, you do. You've been doing, we have been doing affirmations our whole life because every word we use is an affirmation. Every word comes out of our mouth. And most of us, see, what most of us ought to say, we don't do positive affirmations because that's what we read from a sheet of paper or we take you know, the positive stuff. Most of our affirmations are, you know, the stuff that we heard, you know, up to seven, eight years old from my parents and from my school teachers, you know, in the neighborhood. And nine times out of ten, that wasn't positive affirmation. So that's that's how we build things up. And I'm telling you, the system knows that this stuff here that we're talking about, the mindset, the books, they know that you're not going to get this. And they know that you're not going to change. That's why they can build prisons based on where you are at seven, eight years old. They know that you're not going to get this kind of information. They know even if you get it, you might not change. Not only that, they can also tell, you know, where you are, you know, as for, um, you know, like they'll chart you, they'll track you based on, you know, your thoughts like from the third or fourth grade. So they'll know, you know, whether you're probably going to go to college. They'll know a lot of things about that. Because they know that between that time, that's the most fertile. And when you, once you get programmed at that time, in order to reverse that programming, 
it takes a lot. You see, we're trying to do that now. We're trying to get people to reverse some of their thoughts. And as you get up in age and you start getting up, you ain't reversing. You might want to. You know, you might want to, but your old thinking ain't ain't <laughs> your old thinking right there with you. You know, say you can go in the other room you want to and and, and grab your book and start reading. Old thinking gonna come in there. <laughs> so you so you shut you turn the TV off. You go into your uh, bedroom or your uh, uh, they still call it den is a den or uh, you know off room or whatever you know you go you know, just sit in the great room and and you start reading. So you start reading great thought-provoking mindset stuff. And then all of a sudden you notice somebody else is in the room with you right next to you. You're like, who's in here? And it's like the voice says, it's me. <laughs> you say, who is that? You say, and then the voice says, you know who I am. <laughs> I'm your old thinking. <laughs> I'm your old self. That's who I am. And I'm looking at you like, why are you reading that book? You know we don't read no books. Why are you doing that? You know uh, reruns of Martin on right now. You, you, oh, you think you about to change your life? You know, and you, you, you talking back and forth to old thinking because old thinking sitting right next to you. Old thinking like, man, we don't do this. Hey, we ain't read no book, and I don't know how long. Old thinking sitting there saying, <laughs> oh, you think you got a business, huh? You, oh. Oh, you! Oh, now you're a businessman, huh? Oh, you, you, <laughs> you're a businessman, huh? Okay, really? You a businesswoman, really? Okay, so they told you that, huh? You know, so now you think you think you think you're gonna change your life? Listen to that guy on that conference call in the morning. What's his name? Uh, Tony, something? Yeah, you, he telling you all that stuff. You think you're gonna do a business? You know, see, old thinking sitting there right there with you. you know, man, we ain't gonna do this kind of stuff here. Mm-mm. Let's go in the fridge. Let's go in the refrigerator now. We got some. You know what we got in that refrigerator. I ain't gonna say the name. You know what we got in the refrigerator. <laughs> let's go get us. Let's go get us some of that, and uh, grab that remote, and then turn off all the lights in the house here and get you snuggy because you know it's cold outside. Put your snuggy on, and then uh, let's just you know flip through the channels and we gonna. We, matter of fact, we can call out our friends while we watching it in this. Girl, did you see that? You see that? You can call you. That's what we do. Come on now. Put that book down. You're still on that same page anyway. You ain't reading that. See, that's your old thinking. See, old thinking don't go away like that. You ain't going to see. That's the problem. We we can't win the battle with old thinking. As soon as we start, old thinking, we can move to the kitchen. Old thing going to come in there. Oh, we're here now? Oh, okay. So, so we send it to the table. Oh, you still trying to read? Mm-mm. Go on over to that refrigerator. I told you we to get out of there and come on and sit down in here. We're not going to do any of that kind of stuff. So then you just close the book, and then you get on the conference call. Yeah, I'm reading my book. Yeah, I'm doing my business. Yeah, I'm doing. See, you. <laughs> what we're trying to do is get you to fight old thinking and keep going. Now, you might win the battle with old thinking tonight. You might win the battle tomorrow, but old thinking ain't going away. And see, you got to get a tough skin to keep going until you can change the old thinking to where, you know, like I said, it ain't going away like that. It's been with you for years, man. That's why, again, the system knows that most people are not going to deal with this, man. Because old thinking is like, 
I saw you call them ten people the other day. You saw what happened with that. They didn't do nothing. You almost have to pick old thinking up and throw him out the door. You know how uh, uh, the Fresh Prince, when they used to throw uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff out the door, just, I, that's how you got to throw old thinking out and close the door. Now, he's going to probably come back through the window. <laughs> you got to keep dealing with it, man. It's to a point where it's going to be uncomfortable for him, but that's that's a battle. That's what we're doing, folks. We're fighting that. All right. All she wrote. So, um... I don't know if Miss Horsley want to give some input on this before we go. If not, we good. If she's quiet, all good. Do all, good. all good in the hood, sir. You good? All good in the hood. All right. All good in the hood. <laughs> all good in the hood. All right, so um, let's wrap it up. Now, look, tomorrow on the book club, we're going to do something a little different tomorrow. With uh, not, We're going to do the book club, but I'm going to ask for the music. Because a lot of y'all guys are music experts, and y'all been, you know, getting all the money. So I'm going to switch it up on y'all. So all y'all, because y'all ought to be good with this, too. <laughs> what I'm going to do tomorrow is I'm going to play, like, a clip from one of your favorite TV shows or your favorite movies, and you got to tell me who voice that is. I'm just going to play the clip for about 10 seconds, and then y'all got to tell me what voice that is. And you got to name the the actor's real name or actor's real name, not the TV show name or not the movie name. Yeah, it's getting a little harder now for y'all jokers. I don't know. Y'all might, because, you know, you're an old thinker. Y'all know, y'all know what's going on with that. So we're going to have a little fun with that tomorrow on the book club. All right, but let's wrap it up today. Got a song for you. Look, this, this guy on this song, I don't like anything, any song he ever made. Matter of fact, I said, Every time I heard his voice, I used to think about just poverty and just, you know, just, I, I just couldn't stand this guy here. So, uh, but this song, pretty cool. Probably is the only, it's the only song I like about this guy. Only song. <sighs> only song. All right, y'all ready? <laughs> here we go. You can't what? <laughs> you can't. You ain't texting, so you can't. I'm doing it right <laughs> so, now. I'm just, just Anthony Fleming. Somebody just texted me the name, but they still ain't. You you gotta tell the name of the song. Um, Lavonda got you I'm now. Crazy. She's got the name, but she ain't got the name of the song. I got to, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. All right. <laughs> All right, you got it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> you win. Because Yvonne said Anthony Hamilton. You said Anthony Hamilton. <laughs> but it's called The Best of Me. I always type Anthony Fleming. Anthony Fleming. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite song in the world. Man, that's the only song I like about this dude. This dude here, to me, all the other stuff is like, I just think of. Look, Charlene, but I can see, I see where you say where you, it, he sounds like. <laughs> he just sounds like he's just sitting on the pole, pole mouth. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks, Lisa won $5 a day. Let's go.
time, but we had a ball. Let's catch a movie, then dinner. Tonight, tonight, we'll just unwind and say, hey. 